Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. My guest for today's episode is the founder of Ecomatic, Jacqueline Yost. During this discussion, I spoke to Jacqueline about her sustainable travel company, which is about to launch in the autumn of 2021. She spoke to him about her passion about shedding light on environmental and social sustainability issues through travel. All of that and much more. Thank you so much for coming on, Jacqueline. I really appreciate your time. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Just explain a little bit about yourself. So my name is Jacqueline Yost and I'm the founder of Ecomatic. We are a platform that connects sustainably minded travelers with responsible businesses and experiences. So I'm super passionate about the social sustainability and community development side of tourism. Um, So that's why through our company, um, I really try to empower travelers to make more conscious decisions with their tourism dollars. So if they're spending them with local and small businesses with environmental and social missions, already in place that's pretty awesome we'll come on to your business and your work later but i'd like to start it off by asking you actually where your love for travel started so for you where did it all begin yeah so i think i was a late bloomer in the travel sense <laughs> um, but i do think it's genetic uh, my grandparents my oma and opa they grew up all over the world uh, they were in the military and i just remember hearing their stories from when i was younger about their time in germany um, they also lived in japan for a little bit and my oma told me a story of her friends when they summited mount fuji on a whim um, so <laughs> so so admirable and i have just I've always had like this love and this draw towards travel but my first insight into the international world wasn't really until my senior year of high school when my mom got a job offer in London so I moved to London and uh, my senior year of high school and I just fell in love with it immediately Uh, different culture like a new city um, easy access to Europe and just like able to travel around the train system and like experience new ways of life. So I really loved that. Um, I moved back to the U.S. when for university. And then after I graduated, I decided to move to Asia. So I was in Singapore for three years and then I was in Hong Kong for eight months. So over there is when I truly like fell head over heels um, for travel. Like those four years were the most transformational and life changing uh, experiences of my life. And so, yeah, that's kind of where my career started. Um, really hit the ground running, getting to explore all around Southeast Asia and really fell in love with the people and the landscapes and just the way of life out there. You said it very transformative. What was it that made it so transformative? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Um, I kind of went out there a little lost, I would say, little lost soul. Um, didn't really know what I wanted to do in life and just really started to involve myself in conscious communities. 
um, really understanding like how I could make an impact in the world through tourism. Um, at the same time, just traveling around by myself and exploring how independent I was and different how I liked to live my life um, while experiencing and meeting new people. Um, so yeah, it was just a in in learning new cultures. So I think it was a blend of things over the over the four years, but it really truly did. I came out on the other side of the, as a new person. You said you studied in uh, university. What was it? That, what was your education in? Yeah, so I did my master's in international business, but I chose to do my research in greenwashing in the international hospitality and tourism industry. So I went over to Thailand. I got a research grant to do a sustainable tourism training session. And then I traveled around Borneo and I was just learning like the correlation between greenwashing and eco labels by traveling around to different resorts and eco lodges and hostels in Borneo and just kind of experiencing how ecotourism looks on a spectrum you going out to asia doing the, the course doing the degree wanting to be in tourism uh, that's something that you know i would like to think i fell into it uh, because of my passion for travel but you obviously had a set goal in your mind that like, this is what i want to do and it comes nicely on to your business which is called ecomatics and so when did it all start obviously you talked about sustainable travel why do you feel as though that was really important to today's society? It's funny that you say I knew what I wanted to do because I think it was all instinct. I just have this like natural drive that has really helped me like get to a certain point and like know what to work after, even if I truly don't know what it looks like. Um, so I really, I did have a background in hospitality and tourism management from my undergrad. So I think just like naturally as I was traveling around, um, I started just recognizing all the negative impacts that were occurring because of mass tourism, but that's something that I never learned in school. So that's when I just really started to kind of key into different things of the industry that may not be as like beautiful as they make tourism out to be. <laughs> um, so I just started Ecomatic actually as a blog in 2018. Uh, I was selling bamboo straws and ethical souvenirs in my marketplace. I was just going around and trying to meet as many responsible business owners as possible, uh, other travelers, and just writing about different sustainable tourism matters. And over time, I just started recognizing that there was this want and this need to make more sustainable choices, yet travelers didn't necessarily know how to. Um, and on the other side, the businesses that I were talking to is they just felt like they were getting lost in these like multinational corporation booking platforms. And like they didn't necessarily know how to connect with travelers who are looking for more sustainable choices or more sustainable experiences. So that's when I kind of had this vision of an eco-friendly trip advisor um and or an eco-friendly booking platform <laughs> and um then I just started to that's when I enrolled in my master's program um did my dissertation on greenwashing um when I when I turned that in I ended up just kind of going off of my research results um, and implementing that into business operations and so that's when I took Ecomatic down as a blog and I was going to go into slow redevelopment. And at the same time, that's when I was moving to Hong Kong and I was going to do a PhD, but that's a story for another day. Um, it, I was there for eight months and then I ended up um, 
getting sent back to the U.S. because of the virus. And um, so, yeah, then it kind of just transformed from then. And it's funny, like this downtime has actually made me a little bit more motivated to put so much work into Ecomatic and really learn like the pain points of what customers and businesses are looking for. Um, So we've been able to really refine that and now we're in a really good place to be able to launch a little later this year into a new booking platform that will be able to offer bookings and review services let me get straight so it's <laughs> a you're going to be a competitor towards like i guess booking.com or loads of other platforms that offer on a sustainable level so i assume you will work with hotels transportation all that making sure there's obviously the eco-friendly concept behind it or am i right in saying yeah so right now we are just like a platform that gives expert-led recommendations okay. um, but we've built up enough traction on that so we're starting to go into a development onto a new platform so we're working with eco accommodation owners um, as well as ethical experiences so we're pre-vetting and making sure that each business that comes on board that you can book with will be sustainable either environmentally or socially um, and we just really emphasize transparency like no one is perfect so we understand that sustainability will be a journey. So it's just kind of being super transparent about what the practices are in place and allowing travelers to pick the experience based off of that. Um, and aside from just eco accommodations and ethical experiences, we also have socially responsible eateries and social enterprise shops on the platform um, just because so that you can support businesses that will make an impact while you're actually in that location. Um, and we are also implementing uh pre-carbon offset transport. So you can book flights um, and then we're working out a way so you can book buses and trains as well through our platform and we will automatically um, donate those commissions towards carbon offsetting projects around the world. 2020 was a year that actually the carbon emission, everything all sort of dropped because obviously flights, there's there's hardly any flights. and, And also that shows you it can be done if we if we decide not to travel and stuff. But when things go back to to normal, I, I can my obviously I, I feel that everyone locked down um, will want to travel as much as possible. We'll see life. Oh my god, you know how long do I have left before the next pandemic comes along? You know, let's try and do everything at a hundred miles an hour. So I can see. But the problem I've got with a lot of uh, traveling, there's a lot of over tourism in a lot of places and that can cause issues. So is it going to be, I had one guest who said, but if I want to go to London, you can't stop me going to London because I want to go there. But I guess it would be, would it be a job for for the country to sort of say, right, you need to expand and go to other places? Because that's obviously going to be one thing that can help uh, when it comes to sustain- sustainability. Definitely. Um, tourism dispersal is definitely something that I look into a lot and kind of getting off the beaten track. Um, I think by nature of what 
the types of brands and businesses that we are working with, that will just come naturally. Um, I'm a big city girl as well. So like if I'm going to go to London, I'm going to go to London too and enjoy it. Um, But I do appreciate being able to point people in a direction that's like truly just so remote um, and just getting to immerse themselves in a more natural landscape um, that gets away from the gateway cities. So it's not as like over touristy or culturally diluted as some people are, are like looking for. Yeah, I think with the carbon emissions point, it's definitely what I have the most eco anxiety about. And I do try to limit my carbon footprint as much as possible in my everyday life as well as traveling. But I do recognize the huge environmental impact that that does have. So I do always opt and really suggest for people to do alternate modes of transportation if it's really necessary. Um, But that also will kind of have to take collaborative effort from the industry side as well and trying to find fuel alternatives. Um, Because when the world opens up again, it is going to be really hard to tell people not to travel. And I'm one of them, like I'm, I'm itching to get outside and go international again. Um, but it really will just like make, have to make a conscious effort between travelers, the industry and pointing people in what is the most responsible way so that maybe they can opt out of a flight if it's a shorter distance um, and it's domestic. But just like really just trying to make people think about that and the impact of their actions, I think can go a long way. Have you got any other competitors in the same field as you at the moment? It depends on what you mean by competitors. I have to do competitor analysis like all the time. (laughs) Um, It's hard. It's definitely a really hard time, especially in the travel industry. It's really sad to kind of see that some of my competitors have dropped off um, around the later stages of 2020 um haven't post been active on social media since like november september time um which is just i think pretty straightforward and you can understand why but then there's the larger scale bookings platforms and i get a lot of feedback and just like well what if they start to implement like eco-friendly buttons and features um but we are doing it to the point where we're curating our own community and we have ways to hold these businesses accountable. Um, And it's a lot more interactive. It's a lot more fair to our business um, consumers. I don't know if you know that um, typically OTAs, which is online travel um, platforms, they will be, they will charge like upwards of 15 to 25%, sometimes even more of commission charges um, where we're charging a very price and like fair competitive um, for our responsible businesses on there. And I just think like building off of that trust um, and just really building a community of like really responsible businesses and conscious travelers that want to make a better impact. I think that there's not really many people out there doing it, um, especially right now. And then there's also the smaller like affiliate booking models, but those are more concierge. So you have someone planning your trip for you. But um, from my market analysis, many millennials want to plan their own trips and they want to make their own decisions. So we're kind of just providing that medium platform that will allow them to do so. Challenges though, if a big you know platform does decide to go eco-friendly, how would you sort of tackle that you know obviously competitiveness is going to be tough isn't it if someone if a well-known platform decides to do this 
in some ways it can definitely be seen as a challenge if if people aren't necessarily taking or educating themselves on other ways that like multinational corporation like booking platforms can be bad for local economies um it's also super unfair for small and local businesses to be on those platforms because they get lost in the feed and they don't have enough money to like bump them up to like number one feature as opposed to some of these like really international hotels that are in the middle of somewhere so it would just be like really hard to compete like name brand wise and getting found on some of these with a thousand listings like thousands and thousands of them um so ours is more of like a local and small curated platform um that is price competitive and then also we don't go off of certain eco labels or certain standardizations and that becomes super murky on these bigger platforms because you don't understand what their measures are and how they're actually measuring like the environmental or the social sustainability aspects of it. They're just kind of taking word for from whoever. Um, so they are filling or fueling greenwashing because they're just trusting whoever is saying that they're eco-friendly. Whereas on Ecomatic, we are pre-vetting every company that will be on there to make sure that sustainability is like their true intention and their mission and that like they're actually doing it for the greater good of the world, not just for marketing purposes. Um, and then through private sustainability reviews, we're holding the businesses accountable. So consumers and travelers, they can um, privately rate the sustainability measures. So this will help businesses on their sustainability journey. It will educate consumers on how they can be like what they should be looking out for sustainability wise, but it also helps us maintain uh, credibility because if someone is falling below a certain sustainability score over and over again, we can kind of look at them and ask like, what's up? Um, do they really fit our brand? Um, and they can get kicked off the platform if so. One of the things I noticed as well, actually, Sir David Attenborough actually endorsed you uh, a few months back for yourself. I mean, that's probably one of the most amazing thing that probably ever happened to you for a, for a new business. Yeah, we definitely saw some followers skyrocket after that. He posted about us on his story um, on Instagram on his short time that he had an Instagram. Um, definitely a highlight. Like that was a really, really nice surprise and definitely a lot of momentum to keep us going in such a challenging um, time during like the 2020, early 2021 period. Did you guys do something that got you noticed? There was a challenge. Um, and so we just submitted it and we were one of the lucky ones to get reposted so onto a story so that was that was just really exciting <laughs> no it's, it's absolutely amazing i mean for someone like i mean david attenborough is one of my heroes growing up so to to <laughs> get him to endorse <laughs> your business is actually absolutely amazing so your envision for the next couple of years uh, i assume you've got plans and your goals and i mean I, I don't know how big you are in terms of employees i mean do you employ people and how, how's it going with that yeah, right now. Um, it was a really challenging time. And we were supposed to launch in March 2020, which you can just imagine is <laughs> like the worst time ever to launch a travel startup. Um, so I've just been really, really fortunate to have such supportive people in my life. Actually, my core team are all some of my best, best friends of many, many years um, who are all just want to work together and make Ecomatic come to life. So there's 19 of us, but we all work on this for free. We have a bunch of content writers because we have the sustainable seed. So we're pump 
or pushing out content all the time, um, as well as reaching out to businesses and kind of building up our community. Um, right now, though, moving forward, super exciting. I just got into a New York City um, based accelerator program. So that's been keeping me really busy, um, making lots of good connections um, and really refining the business and just like really looking at Ecomatic and what how I can make the best impact um, moving forward. And then um, while we're still kind of operating, we are migrating over to a new platform. So we're still putting out content weekly, like five to eight original pieces each week, but we are starting to develop so that we can offer those bookings and review services. And so once we launch that new platform a little later on this year, I don't have an exact date yet, but stay tuned. Um, so once we do launch that, then we hope that we just become the place where people will gravitate towards when they are booking their travels. And I do believe that coming out of um, this time where we haven't been able to travel, that a lot of people are really pushing to make more conscious decisions. So I think um, naturally people are going to be looking at how they can make the most impact when they are traveling um, and booking with like more local, authentic and sustainable businesses to get a true um, experience. In terms of office outlets it's just there's no offices is it just from working from oh, home or yeah we're all remote staying true to our travel lifestyle so um super flexible everyone kind of works on their own time but we've come up with a really great system and i have a really amazing team that i just can't get enough of i love them all <laughs> i know you said you're the guys are working for free at the minute but eventually i'm assuming this is going to be oh, long term that obviously you want to you want to pay your staff and you know the vision behind it all and funding wise you're looking for funding I guess to, to help you grow you know get the word out and compete with the bigger brands definitely yeah we are actively fundraising right now and so just kind of going through those talks and I have every single intention to pay and support my team because I cannot preach social sustainability without doing so um, got to be able to support ourselves got to be able to support myself um, so yeah that will all go towards staff and paying the amazing people that are on my team um, it will also go towards making the development of our platform a lot more user-friendly and user-optimized so both travelers and responsible businesses are happy with it then it will also go in towards marketing and advertising to kind of grow our community um i have dreams of just having little hubs all over the world and little communities of ecomatic um run by locals so just in different regions of the world so like ecomatic us ecomatic south america ecomatic asia um europe oceana just so that people can really get connected um, with local experiences and I think my dream and my desire to have uh, locals leading the company in that region is just because they know that area of the world so well um, and just being able to make it the best experience for travelers who are coming in or people who are just using it to explore their own backyard. We have like a lot of companies, they'll have loyalties. So if you book with them constantly, you get like 10%, 20% off. Would you be looking to do something like that yourself and also be wanting to do an app as well? Right now, we're actually focusing on just building up a really great platform that can be used either on your mobile view or your desktop computer. Because there are a bunch of studies out there that most people will be booking through their computer and like doing research these days. Uh, the app world is just completely different headspace, um, a different way of doing business. So we'll cross that bridge once 
we grow and gain a lot more traction. Um, with the apps, though, there's a lot of politics around them, especially within the hospitality and tourism space. So one of my really great relationships with an eco accommodation in Bali, they actually went through a lawsuit with Booking.com. Um, you'll have to do a little bit of background research on like the true details because um, I only know like the the spark notes um <laughs> but they there's some loophole that these larger scale booking platforms can reduce the prices within the apps but not on the desktop version so when you're cashing in on all these discounts and like booking through apps sometimes the business is not aware of these special deals um so in addition to getting their prices slashed without their consent um as well as these really large booking commissions which can range from like 15 25 plus percent um they they haven't really necessarily given consent to do so. So they're losing out on a lot more money than they would if someone booked directly or if you booked through somewhere like Ecomatic <laughs> that only charges a smaller commission fee. Um, so yeah, it is, it's really tricky. Um, it's not very ethical. So it's, it, it can just be like very murky waters. So it's, it's really best to do your research and like really understand um, what you're booking with. And if you're taking like, if you are taking a deal, like what that truly will mean for like the local business that you're trying to support. You said there was uh, a lawsuit um, between one of the big, big brands. When you eventually do go into the app world, as you said, you'd be doing it as ethically as possible. Definitely. Yeah. And the eco accommodation ended up winning this lawsuit. It was like a multi-million dollar lawsuit. And so it is a very big problem out there. So it, as much as I preach like sustainability on a desktop desktop platform, when we do um, make the jump into the app world, I would definitely want to implement the same types of practices. There's going to be a lot of countries that don't adopt the sustainable way of, you know, like hotels and what. How do you, how would you get them to see, okay, this is for the long term, you know, how do you get them to see your vision actually? Places in Asia, Africa, uh, South America, where I guess the developing countries, will they, I guess, will they have that sustainable outlook going forward? Yeah. So I think. From my time in Asia, Asia is so progressive. Like they, like sustainability is just like one of the first thoughts in their in their brain, and I just think that it is super amazing to see how innovative um, and the the solutions that are coming out of Asia right now. And so I think that I was very fortunate in the sense to like learn and grasp sustainability while I was overseas um, in that region of the world. I do think that it's really hard to say and try to push sustainability on local like really smaller scale businesses that might not necessarily have the luxury of thinking of sustainability first because it can be more expensive at it, like initially and implementing sustainability into a business is it's a task and you're it's a constant journey and you're always going to have to be working towards it so that's why we really promote like both local and sustainable um, so the local aspect is just like keeping money within local economies. And even if they're not necessarily 
prioritizing the environment. It is prioritizing their community by keeping the money within local economies and helping out one another because that's just like the culture um, in those those parts of the world. I've never been to South America, but so I've heard and <laughs> researched um, Asia. Africa, um, the developing regions of the world, like they are very community forward. And I just think that that's so beautiful. Um, sometimes I think in like the US or more developed regions, it's sometimes it's like you th only think of yourself first, um, <laughs> where that's not always true, but just sometimes in some mindsets and like perspectives that I have like picked up on. But I will say that we, a huge point talking point in my research for greenwashing um was that there's a lot of inaccess to education for sustainability um so some of these certification schemes that are within the industry especially the most credible ones it can cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars just to go and get certified and then having to keep up with those international demands and then every few years you're going to have to get recertified is a huge cost and it turns a lot of people off um it, people have started to think that it's marketing schemes and that it's just like a waste of investment they'd rather just do it on their own but then consequently by doing it on your own and not having access to the education there can be imbalances in like actually carrying out these initiatives um so we definitely are trying to make the sustainability aspects and education for our responsible businesses a lot more accessible um, and not charge for that and just like really help people so that they can like go on this journey if they want to and make it sustainability a lot more inclusive. So that is something that we do try to solve and like help out our business partners with. Um, but I think that having to adopt sustainability is definitely a privilege and a luxury. So I definitely want to pinpoint that local also is just more sustainable by nature than booking with an international hotel when you're in a place. So there's, it's a whole large topic, but yeah, sustainability and local, I think go hand in hand. And I think like as the movement towards sustainability grows and education becomes more accessible, uh, local businesses will start to pick up little initiatives here and there as they can. I do understand it on a business level that you have to think of it. Okay. It, for us to maximize our profits, we have to also think about the local aspects and it keeps the money within the local community really. And that's important as well, rather than giving it to the big, big hotels or the big, you know, um, companies, let's just say. Definitely. And yeah, I think a lot of people see sustainability as just environmental, um, where it's so much more than that. There's the social side of things and then there's also the economic side of things. So just because a place may fall short on the environmental aspects in some ways doesn't mean that they're not doing a lot for their community and like really actively trying to help develop their community in certain ways. So I think it's, it's really important to be able to highlight those aspects of sustainability as well. Business is fantastic. I get it. I understand the concept, you know, it, it's just, it just makes sense. And do you know what? I, I wish you the best of luck with it. So I hope, hope to be using it actually in a, in a few months time. And I'll, I'll be one of your first customers for sure. Definitely. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> one, one question I always ask is what does travel mean to you then? Travel 
It's funny how you ask that because I've always thought about this. It just seems like second nature to me, like my way of life. And it's just a way for me to really express myself and really shape my perspectives. I think what travel means to me is all these different experiences, they'll teach you something. And even if you don't realize it at the time, um, it's funny because when I was traveling around Asia, I was so on the go, just like all the time. Like, I don't think I had more than three weeks of downtime. I went to every corner of Southeast Asia that I possibly could. Um, And so I was so constantly on the go that I wasn't actually like reflecting and taking it in until I got back to DC during the... um, during this time, like in 2020. And I really just started reflecting on just different life experiences that I had and recognizing that I was so fortunate to have some of these experiences and realizing how they have shaped my perspective um, and being able to apply that in my everyday life and just being more conscious and aware of how um, my actions will impact just those around me. Um, And and spending my like money on what matters to me the most and has really taught me like what I do care about um, from a sustainability perspective. I like have really fallen in love with community development and social sustainability. So it's just shaped my life in every single way from career to personal to like mindset. Um, so yeah, I just, it's, it just is like a way of life for me. I don't know if that actually like answers the question, um, but it it does mean so much to me. And I don't think I'd be the person who I am today without it. And you said earlier, actually, you were moving to New York. Uh, so you you move around a lot uh, from what <laughs> from what I gather. So uh, where would you like to sort of, I guess, settle then? If you go to New York, would you see how it goes? And then I mean, would you like to go back to Asia? That is such a loaded question because I <laughs> I used to be such a planner. I'm I think I'm a mix between type A and type B. It's a weird <laughs> a weird way. I'm very like driven and I need like my schedule and whatnot, but I do accept like life as it comes at me and just try to um move where the best opportunity is for me at that time. And New York has been my dream since I was just a little girl. Um, So I think being back in the US, getting into this accelerator program, and I've been really resonating a lot with growing Ecomatic in the US. So I'm just kind of going to move there for at least a few years. Maybe I'll settle there. Maybe I won't. But I'm just kind of going into it with an open mind and seeing how long I'll last there. Um, But I do have dreams of going and living in Latin America, like, and just like different parts of the world. So not I'm, I'm not gonna say I'll be in New York forever, but I could be. Um, But I would also love to live in different parts of the world, like learn other languages um, and experience experience new cultures and regions. I guess the challenge is always when you're moving, leaving friends behind, family behind, is that, does that affect you in any way or do you just get on with it? The fact that, you know, I've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, so at first it was really hard. but then I am just so blessed with the people in my life. <laughs> I have such great friends who are 
and especially with the internet these days, you can keep up so easily. Um, so we just make a lot of time for each other. One of my best friends that I talk to almost every day lives in Dubai. And whenever we see each other, it's just like no time has lost because we do make the effort to catch up and see each other. But also a lot of my friends love to travel. So we get to meet up before everything. Um, we got to meet up at least once a year. And I had a lot of friends come visit me in Asia. I never came back to the US in those four years, but um, <laughs> I did meet people in Europe halfway. So I'm very fortunate in the sense that I keep up with um, some of my friends that who are very, very just like my, my greatest friends ever, and they will be around for the rest of my life. And so I I'm just very lucky that I get to have these travel experiences with them and then um, keep up with them. And when I do meet them in person, it's like no time is lost. But I also love traveling because I've made some of my best friends in the world too. Um, and I would have never met them if I didn't just take off for a few years at a time. <laughs> you know, I totally agree that some of my best friends are from traveling and I keep up with them as well. And obviously technology's helped with that 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, it wasn't the case. So now, you know, same thing with you pre pandemic, I was able to, I was meeting friends that live in different countries at least once a year and stuff. And you've just answered the question that doesn't really matter where you are because you can, as, as it's become so accessible to, for people to travel, you can go here, there and everywhere without any, well, uh, relatively easy anyway, without any. And it's lucky that obviously we're very fortunate. You've got US passport. I've got British passport. We can hop on a plane anytime, really. You know, we, we've got access to maybe well over 150 countries. Not many people do have that luxury. So it's, it's the beauty of, that's one of the beauties of traveling, I would say. That's one of the things I love about traveling as well. That's what really means a lot to me, you know, because it's building a family around the world, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, my One of my favorite stories is when I did a month-long yoga retreat in India, and I met my best friend Lucy up there, and now she works for Ecomatic. She is <laughs> helping me out a lot with like the digital marketing, social media strategy side. And um, yeah, it's just amazing like how... I could have met her in that month time frame, and then we've just been able to build up like a three-year relationship over that. And then she's even come so close to me that um, we're starting to like share work together. So it just, it really is beautiful. Um, the people that you can meet and the connections that you can have around the world and exactly what you said, it's building community, building family. Um, and yeah, I just think that that's so special. Well, listen, Jacqueline, I want to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. I've learned a lot about the company. As I said to you, once it's live, I, if I, when I start traveling again, I'll be using your your web platform to uh, get my hotel. Uh, but no, I really, I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll speak to you very soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Shubs, for having me. I've had such a wonderful time being here um, and can't thank you enough for the opportunity. No problem. Thank you very much. You can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms. The details are in the description. That's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.